the Ombudsman for Banking Services, uh, also referred to as the OBS, and that's not Old Brown, Sherry, resolves individual complaints about banking services and products. They do this in an impartial, independent, confidential, especially, and speedy manner. Any banking, uh, any bank customer who has a complaint against their bank may approach the Ombudsman for Banking Services for assistance. The service is free, and only requirements are that uh, that must be met by you is that uh, you you must be within the, their jurisdiction, yeah, so you can't bring a complaint about stuff that happened in Mozambique. Uh, the customer must have followed the bank's complaint handling procedure before coming to the OBS. Uh, but I can talk about them, but it's better because the ombudsman herself for banking services, Rihanna Stein, has been here since 7 o'clock. Rihanna, I've got so much respect for you. Good evening. Good evening. And it's been a pleasure to watch you at work. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's a tough job. I need, I need, I need an ombudsman. <laughs> now, I think you're doing the ombudsman's work for them here. That's what I've been hearing. It's, it's a tough job, this, and, and sometimes slightly thankless. But you know what I made peace with, Rihanna, many years ago, and I've been doing radio for about 25 years, is that actually, uh, in spite of being a commercial space, it's actually a service to, to, to people. And, and the, the least you can offer people is, a, is an ear. Just listen to people. People want to be heard. Yes, and that's I, what we try to do. I agree. I think even our office sometimes um, receive those calls. Um, it's not really a complaint that we can assist with, mm-hmm. but they just need somebody to listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think even our call center will totally agree with what you've just said. So any questions, any banking issues that you may have, current or past, anything that you don't understand, any 99 cents that they take on your, on your account every month that you're not happy about, 089-110-3377. They have to be banking related, guys. Uh, not credit, not motor insurance, not, uh, not services, because we do that with other ombuds. This time is the banking services ombud. We've never had them here. Let's use this moment. Uh, Rihanna was complaining to me that I've never invited her. You, you here in the lines, look at the lines. Look at the lines, Rihanna. Everybody wants to talk to you. 089-110-3377. People are not happy with banks. But in short, Rihanna, uh, you, your job is to mediate between us and anything and everything that's called a bank. Is that how it works? Correct. Yeah. So so there needs to be a complaint from a banking customer yeah. against their bank. And then they have to bring that complaint to our office yeah. and we will try and resolve the complaint. Mm-hmm. Not every complaint is capable of being resolved by an ombudsman. Mm-hmm. Some matters need to go to a court. Um, but the ones where we can resolve it, listening to the two parties, looking at the papers, um, and then offering a solution to yeah. these two people, the bank and these customer, um, those we, we will resolve. What is your promised stroke reasonable turnaround time when people bring complaints to you? So we say that we want to resolve all the matters within four months. Mm-hmm. And if you look at our results for the past couple of years, We've basically try, uh, you know, managed to stick to that, so we don't take longer than four months, mm-hmm. um, unless it's some unusual matter and the you know sort of I don't know the papers were missing or the building burned down. But uh, our turnaround times we try and stick to two four months. 
Some cases resolve as quick as three, four weeks. Um, always remembering that we have to send it to the bank. They have to give written responses. Yeah. We don't just t- talk on the phone. We make sure that we get everything in writing. And some cases are resolved the minute we get that response back from the bank. Others take a bit longer. And uh, the nature of cases, any complaint I have about the bank, I can come to you. Anything? Yes. Anything? Anything. Um, some matters I will tell you why I can't resolve that for you. Yeah. Say, for example, you say to me that... Um, the bank offered you a certain interest rate on your home loan and you don't like that interest rate and you want me to look into that. Mm. That matter, I will say to you that it's not a dispute that I can resolve because the bank can make their own decisions yeah. when they look at you and your creditworthiness and they can offer you a certain interest rate. Mm. If, however, they've offered you a 10% interest rate and they then on the statements go and charge you 11 that's something I can yes. look at. That I can fix for you. But I can't go to the bank and say, you know what, I think you should have offered this gentleman a better interest rate. Those are commercial decisions. So, Or even you should have given him the loan. Um, they can refuse to give somebody a loan, but I can make sure that they've given you proper reasons yes. and that those reasons are valid. But I can't force them to give you money yes. if they've decided that uh, you know it, you're going to be over-indebted or you can't afford it or whatever. So there are things, when you say everything, I can look at everything. Some matters I can resolve, others I can't. Well, naturally. And, and we try to tell that to our listeners that uh, uh, it does not mean every issue is going to be resolved in your favor. I always say Correct. to the, the listeners, I hope it's resolved in their favor because I'm on their side. But in reality, uh, facts must speak for themselves all the time. Yes. And I think often people, uh, even if it's not resolved in their favor, as long as they get proper information and uh, explanation, whether it's the legal one or whether it's the factual one, uh, because that's something they they don't always get from from the bank or the service provider or whoever. They get a no. Um, and we make sure that we try and get all the information and mm-hmm. then explain that as well. We don't just send off the letter. And I think that that helps. I'm going to get people to talk to you. I, I'm going to ask okay. you one last question and allow listeners to get their chance. Uh, but I, I must also get a bit of a chance here. Uh, what, what, what happens? I'm going to give you a scenario. A friend of mine tells me three weeks ago his mom went to a bank. Card gets stuck. On the uh, on the ATM outside the bank, she tries to go in and solve this matter. Boom, eighteen thousand rand is gone. Whose fault is that? And could they come to you and say, "Look, I tried to stop it immediately, but there was a delay"? And yes, definitely. I mean, I, I mean, problems at ATMs is something that we deal with every day. Hmm. Um, it is our second highest number of complaints that we see in the office. And what we will look into is all the facts of this matter. I mean, um, you know, everything is recorded. So the time that the card was pushed into the machine, there'll be a log. Yeah. So we can see what happened. We can see maybe when it was taken out of the machine. Mm. If money was withdrawn at another bank, at another ATM, if the thief stole the card and ran to another ATM, we can see exactly to the second when that happened. Then we can listen to the consumer's story saying how she tried to report it to the teller yeah. and ask them to assist. We can get uh, feedback from that same person to give them a state, uh, as a statement. 
And with all of these facts, we can try and see who is to blame. Is there blame that can be apportioned to somebody? Yes. Should somebody pay back the money to this consumer? Mm. Or was the money already gone before she tried to talk to the to the bank yeah. staff? So it is the kind of thing that we do look into every day. So we need to analyze the facts. If they telephone conversations, we'll listen to the conversations. We'll look at the timing. So timing in trying to stop cards, for example, very important. Um, that's why we always tell somebody, if your card is stuck um, or your card is lost, phone immediately. Mm. And those calls, we'll, we'll pick them up and we'll look at the timing. Um, so, yeah, it's something that we can definitely look into. Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. Any issue that you have uh, relating to banking, any complaint, any customer issues that you think you were not resolved properly in your favor, well, the ombudsman is here. They want to listen to you. Remember, we don't solve issues on air. We'll give some direction. Some issues you're going to have to write to them and they start the process. So we're not going to solve everything here, but we're going to try and give some direction. Tepi, good evening and thank you for holding. Good evening, how are you? Good. And I'll tell you what, and everybody else, we are good until the end of this chat. Let's get to the questions. <laughs> okay, quick question from me. I want to know why do banks, why are banks allowed to charge us for honoring our debit orders uh, when we don't have money? This is an example. I've had a case with a bank where I changed my account and to I switched my account to another bank and because I did not uh, notify all my the people that debit me monthly on time, they for that month debited. But then I I paid those people cash anyway because I knew I had switched accounts. So what this bank did is that they they honored all those debit orders on my behalf, and then slapped me with a bill of about three hundred rand and said to me. Now your balance is a negative 3,000 3, rand. You must pay us 3,000 rand, which I thought was ridiculous because I had already provided for those. And they said to me, no, well, we can't reverse this because we've already... I said I never asked you to pay them on my behalf. So that's a big problem because... Uh, and also you get this thing where if you've got a zero balance in your account and you take your check card and you swipe it at a toll gate, for example, it doesn't decline. It goes through and then the bank charges you 159 rand for honoring honoring that amount. So you get charged for honoring 14 rand, you'll be charged 160 rand, which is ridiculous. Why couldn't the card simply decline? Because in my view, the, the bank is uh, granting you credit that you never asked for. They should just decline the payment, end of story, and not charge you any fees. And the same goes for honoring debit orders. Nobody's forcing them to honor debit orders when one doesn't have money. They should just decline it like any other transaction instead of charging you a ridiculous amount. Okay, uh, Tepi, before you leave, uh, mm. had you stopped the debit orders? I had, What I did is that because, say, it's the 25th of the month, mm. yeah? And you need to call the, let's say, the debit order for the gym. The gym will tell you, if you want to change, change uh, before the 20th. Yeah. Now, if I change on the 25th, it's already too late. Mm. They've already prepared to strike. Sepi, I'm going to ask you the question again. Had you stopped yeah. the debit orders? Not at that 
not at okay. that stage. I, I need and that. I was it's not... very important. That context is very important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you, unless you have a follow-up question for him, I'm going to ask you to listen on the radio. Zepi will respond to you just now. Uh, keep holding. Anonymous, uh, good evening to you. What's your question? Good evening, or, or concern? You? I'm very good. What's your concern? Thank you for taking my call. Just a quick one. Mm. I just wanted to find out, is it possible to negotiate with the bank with regards to loans? If Because um, I had recently taken a loan, in fact, a year ago. So uh, due to some financial constraints, I am struggling to maintain the repayment. Mm. So I had once contacted the bank to say, listen, this is my financial uh, situation. Is it possible for me to actually um, pay a certain amount until my financial situation has improved? So when I contacted the bank, the consultant that I spoke to were like, no, we can't do that because um, you have signed a contract to say, this is how much you'll be paying. And your contract clearly states this is how much you're going to be paying. But my situation was, because my financial situation has changed, is it possible for me to pay a certain amount or even negotiate maybe a lower rate to mm. what I was paying? And they refused. So I wanted to find out, is um, is that uh, um, a, a situation where it's understandable at the bank or... Yes, as as a uh, as a person who signed a contract, I need to stick to the contract. Or I mean, since I've um, actually approached the bank to say I am struggling to pay, is there something or some way that I can be assisted until my situation has improved? Okay, thank you very much for the call, uh, Anonymous. Uh, let's 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 start with this one. Uh, although my suspicion, uh, uh, Rihanna, is that this is a credit ombud issue, but no, I'll leave it to not. you. Okay, it's not because remember. Um, we deal with everything that happens at the bank. Okay. So credit granted by a bank, and that I think that is what Anonymous was talking about. Yeah. So it is credit, but it's at the bank. At the bank, okay. Okay. So my my short answer would be yes. It must be able. You must be able to negotiate. I can understand that maybe a consultant at first glance, if somebody just phones and says, oh, can I now pay a different amount? I don't want to stick to the contract, that they'll say, no, you've signed a contract. Mm that it, it shouldn't be too easy to just walk away from the terms of the contract. Yes. But, I mean, we our message that we give to consumers who are struggling financially, and there are hundreds and thousands, are all the time, don't wait till it's too late. Mm-hmm. Don't default. Talk to your bank. Talk to your credit providers. Make other arrangements. There are things you can do for yourself before, for example, you have to go to debt counseling, mm. which is a serious long, protracted, difficult process. Yes, it's going to help you to to reduce your payments, but there are a lot of other consequences that follow. Mm, mm. So surely you must be able to try and reduce the payment if you can show good cause. So I think you need to escalate it in the bank. Um, If the first consultant did not want to assist you, you need to put it in writing and say that this is the offer that you can pay and why. They're not going to just accept yeah. that, you know, you should be paying three, but now you want to pay one and a half just because you're asking for it. Um, you know, obviously, that's not the way business is done. But if you can say that, you know, you cannot afford it and you want to have the following different repayment plan with reasons, they really should listen. And if they don't, I think you must please write to us. Okay. We'll give details later. Yes. And I, I, I got this view and I suspect sometimes I, it's a communistic view uh, that I hold. Uh, if I owe the bank money uh, for whatever, a purchase or a bond or whatever it is, and I, my repayment is 3,000 rand a month, and, I, uh, and that includes interest, 
if I can't pay them, then I, and I can only pay them 1,200 rand, if they extended my loan period by, say, another 30 years, I think the bank's going to make more money in that case, keeping an interest rate. I don't understand why they wouldn't allow something like that to happen. Who, who would not want more money at the same time making my life easier? Yes. Look, I mean, that, that, that is true. But of course, they, they, they are also obliged to try and stick to their contract terms. Yeah. Because if, if it was so easy to just extend the term at the same interest rate. No, no, at more interest. I'll, I'll yeah. say you can increase yeah. the interest rate and say, yeah. you know. Just pay me over a longer period. Um, there will also be criticism that they are over indebting the consumers. Um, so okay. we, one will have to be careful that they don't do it too easily and get the people into a debt trap over a longer period. I think it's still better than taking people's homes and cars. Yes, anyway, sure, for now. Tepi, uh, the bank owner David orders that he did not want to pay, and now he's indebted to the value of 3,000 rand. And, but of course, he had not stopped the, the David order. I had to ask that clarification question. Yes. Um, so, of course, that, uh, that was an instruction that he signed. Hmm. Um, at some stage, he signed an instruction um, to the bank to de- to honor these debit orders. Yes. So, you know, because he even said, and he understands that there is a system in place that they've already submitted these debit orders for payment. Mm-hmm. Um, the bank does not just immediately dishonor those those uh, debit orders unless you've done it in time. Yes. Uh, the fact that you've now paid twice. Um, you will you will have to go to the bank, and it seems that maybe he has already done so. You can go to the bank and ask to reverse the payments yeah. afterwards. So Could he go is, back to the? Uh, you have to go back to the bank. He can't go back to the to the creditors because he says he had then paid them directly the creditors. Yes. Well, if they Look, have been paid by the bank again, can, can they bring back his money? Well, if if they show that they've been paid twice, yeah. Then the next month maybe they shouldn't charge. Yeah. So then you shouldn't be out of pocket. Maybe for bank charges only. But remember, this was a service that they've that they've rendered. Yeah. Um, if if there was just maybe a little bit more planning that went into closing bank account, closing all these debit orders off as well in time. Yeah. So that's maybe a lesson for next time. But you shouldn't be out of pocket for the actual charges of the debit orders. You should either get it back from the bank, or f- if the uh, credit provider, or the the service, the gym keeps it then they've got been t- they've been paid twice so uh, then uh, the next month you're in in you know sort of in advance and what about uh, the bank honoring or you know allowing a a, a debt account uh, the the <laughs> small debt of five rand fifty which i pay every day as well for the toll fees yeah um obviously i think there's uh, because of the way the bank systems and the cards have been set up there must be a minimum limit yeah that the bank card is going to go through and they're not going to decline for five rand yeah. or, or ten rand. Um, and, you know, for I think millions of other consumers, they would not want the card to decline for five rand. So that's the way the system has been set up. And I'm sure that it is in your terms and conditions that you must realize that if you do not have any money in your account, which you should be getting your balances all the time uh, via SMS every time that you, you swipe, and you know there's no money, and you present it, and it's going to go off. They are going to charge you. Yeah. For that. I suppose we also should not present cars that we know don't have money in them. Correct. Or yeah. that's very close to the limit. Yeah. Because you do understand. I mean, we all know that if you swipe that card and there is no money, there will be a charge. So I think it needs you need to do some careful planning. 
Um, you can't just say, well, I'm not going to look, I'm not going to plan, but it's the bank's fault. So, Okay. Rihanna Stein is our guest, the Ombudsman for Banking Services. We're going to take a break and take more of your calls on the other side of this. 89 you're on Rams and Sands, and tonight we're talking banking, banking issues uh, as they pertain to you. Uh, Rihanna Stein is our guest, Ombudsman for Banking Services. She also would love to have some other questions of things that she can help you with. You know, not only complaints, if you don't have complaints, it would be nice. Clayton, good evening. Hello, how's everybody? We're good. What's your question? I'm not sure who finances or pays for the ombudsman to operate. But if it is from the banks, it means they have a vested interest, which <laughs> means they could be biased. That is my first point. Yeah. The second one is, I, I don't want to mention names, but I've got to stop order with some company. I wasn't happy with the service. I phoned my bank. I said, I don't want to pay those people anymore. Can you cancel my stop order? The bank said, no, take it up with them. Those people don't want to cancel the stop order. I don't know how the bank, uh, my relationship with those people has got nothing to do with the bank. So why must the bank say, no, those people must cancel the stop order? The bank is there for me to look after me, not to look after the other people that I'm supposed to be paying. Number two, I'll be brief. Please, Third one, please I've wait. been in business many years. Hmm. I've made numerous complaints to banking ombudsman, banking council, SALGA, um, law society, you name it. I don't think once I've ever had justice. Maybe it's just unlucky, but I think in theory it sounds wonderful. In practice, nothing works. Okay. So that's all I have to say, really. You want to ask me anything? Nothing, Clayton. Uh, I just hope that tonight we could get you some luck somewhere. Uh, Kaya in Pretoria, good evening. Yes, good evening. How are you doing? We're good. What's the question, Kaya? Okay, yeah, so let's go to the question. I just wanted to ask the Ombudsman there to explain to me briefly uh, how the um, cross-Atlantic uh, transactions work. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I international international I banking dispute. I bought uh, books that I couldn't find here at home in South Africa mm-hmm. over the internet. Um, I I gave them my hello. We're listening to you, Kaya. Y- yes, I gave them my 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 card number, and then on the screen there, as I'm buying the book, it shows me the amount in pounds, and then their conversion rate. Mm-hmm. Um, when I convert them with the amount, for example, the in in rand it would be two hundred and fifty rand. Let's say for example two hundred and fifty rand, and then when the when the SMS comes into my phone, the, the amount has been deducted. It, it, it's more than two hundred and fifty rand. It goes to about two hundred and fifty nine or something. So I wanted to ask for for the difference in the in the price that I see on the screen. And then the price that I get on my phone as an SMS. Mm. Yeah, all the time when I buy something over the internet, the price is, that I get on the SMS is always more than the one that is on the on the screen. Mm. Yeah, and when I go to the bank, the bank says the internet transactions, they are for free. They don't charge me anything, but always there is a charge. 
and um, I, I have not been able to get to visa because I don't I have been struggling to get their numbers so that they can explain to me the difference, even if it is small. But I wanted mm, to mm. know. It's your money. It's your money. There's no yes. small money. It's your money, my brother. So let yes. me ask you a question, and I, I'll ask Rihanna if she's got a follow-up question. It, and and you comfortable that what we're talking about here is not postage money, it's not handling fees, it's not over and above what they would have then shown you for the product itself? No. The, the, let's say the, the books are worth about £32. Mm. And the £32 is inclusive, um, what, what do they call it, delivery. All that stuff. Um, okay. Shipping. Okay. Yeah, shipping and stuff, fees. yeah. Okay. Yeah, shipping plus the book itself. I got you. I got you. Any follow-up? Yeah. Okay. Kaya, listen on the radio. We're going to respond to that. I'll take one more call, then we get to responses. We do, Melo. Good evening, and thank you for calling. What's your question? Uh, evening, Rams. Um, my question is regarding this unauthorized uh, debit orders. Mm. Uh, I have initially, about five years ago, I had those 66 rents, and I was forced to change my bank account. Now these people, they started again last month. So my question is, how is the ombudsman, the banking, uh, protecting us mm. with this unauthorized? And how can they best advise us on how to uh, avoid such uh, debit orders? Brilliant. Brilliant. Unauthorized. Unauthorized debit order. I heard you loud and clear. In fact, somebody had already written to us on Twitter before we even started about the same question. So I'm glad you asked it. So it covers everyone else. Ha. Ah, okay, Rihanna. Unlucky, Clayton. Uh, so, once you know who pays you and so, wha- so can we maybe start with Demela at the end? Okay. So let's start at, at the back end. Okay. Unauthorized bottom up. Orders. Yes. Yeah. So, I think, first of all, we're not a regulator. So, we're not the Reserve Bank. We're not a regulator. We're there to look at individual complaints. Yes. So, one-on-one, if you complain to us, I'm going to look at your complaint and I'm going to try and fix it. Yes. So, yes, I'm not saying that we're blind to these issues where there are lots of complaints, but we're not there to, to sort of try and regulate the banks or the systemic issues. Yes. We try and resolve your complaint for you quickly. So if you still have a complaint, um, you know, or it, it becomes a complaint, you must come to us and we'll try and fix it for okay. you. Okay. Five years ago, there were issue. I'm not sure that it's now related. I think this is maybe it's too long ago. Um, it could be that your information, your personal information was compromised and that's why some fraudster is using it to try and get money out of your account with an unauthorized debit order. The best advice, you must check your bank accounts every month. Every month, you must go back to the bank and make them reverse it so that you do not lose any money. Mm. The banks will reverse it. They are working behind the scenes. They're working very hard to close down these companies who put through these debit orders. Mm. So again, your complaint to the bank then gets logged, and then they will log it against that company, and it goes to onto a list. And eventually, they will close them down. Unfortunately, the way fraudsters work, if you close down the one, they'll open under another name and they'll try the same it's thing. It's their business. It's their business to yeah. try and get money out of your bank account. And they now know your name and details. So keep on checking your account. Keep going back to the bank. Um, make sure it doesn't cost you any money. It okay. will maybe cost you effort uh, until one day. Uh, Kaya. Then, Kaya, explain about the books and a, f- a small difference in the price. 
I don't have a, a good answer, but I mean, it's certainly something that if if you raise it with the bank and you say that, yes, the proof of the invoice, yes, the transfer that I requested a transfer of 250 rand, um, how come that the 250 rand turned into 259 yeah. on my statement um, after there was uh, obviously a, an invoice and a transfer request? Mm. There must be an explanation for that, whether it is a service fee or an exchange issue bet- between one second or minute to the other. They must be able to give you an answer. Mm. If you don't get a satisfactory answer, log it as a complaint, because that's something that we can investigate until you have your answer. Yeah. I'm not going to say, say you're going to fix it, but I, s- I think you deserve a, a good answer for this. Unlucky Clayton. Unlucky and happy Clayton. And Clayton feels that because the industry pays for the ombudsman, therefore we are biased and we will make decisions in their favor. Mm. Um, that is most certainly not true. Um, all the ombudsmen are paid for by the industry. Government is not paying for us, and we definitely don't want the consumers to pay a single cent mm. for a complaint. Um, there are other industries. I mean, for example, if you go to lawyers, they are not paid for by the industry, but you as a consumer, if you want to ask them for advice, you need to pay for them. Um, the mere fact that there's a, a industry payment does not make me find in favor of an individual bank in an individual complaint. If the facts before me show that the bank has done something wrong, I will not find in favor of the bank because there's an annual fee. Yeah, um, That's a very unfair statement, but I think if people have had a situation where we didn't find in their favor, they're very quick to, to accuse us of bias. If, of course, we find in their favor, they don't feel the same way. Um, the stop order, um, so yeah, I think that answers one and three, that, that he's had lots of complaints and nothing nothing yeah. ever works. The, the the thousands of consumers that we have assisted, um, you know, I, I think will differ from him. Um, yes, there are people that we can't assist, but I think it's important to note that if we cannot assist you and we don't give you the answer that you like, you are not bound by that. You, this is a free service where we're trying to assist yes. and resolve. If we can't, you can go to your lawyers, yeah. you can go to court, you can go to the regulators, you can go wherever. Mm. So you're not you're not bound by what we do. Um, so yes, um, we can try. Stop orders. A stop order is an agreement between you and a service provider. The bank is a third party yeah. to this agreement. So the bank has to act on that instruction until mm. it's cancelled. Yes. And it has to be, to be cancelled between me and my service you provider. You and your service provider. So either one of the two of you or by agreement, the two of you will have to cancel it. Mm. That is the way it's been set up. That's why you didn't do a debit order. You did a, a stop order. What advice though do you give somebody who's faced with a service provider who refuses to cancel the stop order? Well, unfortunately, the bank in those cases say that this has become a legal matter because they can't make a decision. They mm. they faced with two people who are having a huge fight here about the one says, but, you know, they don't like the service. And the other one says, but they delivered the service. So it's not for the bank and for a poor bank staff member to decide whether these two parties, who is right and who is wrong. Mm. And they have to say that until there's resolution of this agreement where it's uh, it's cancelled they have to follow the instructions that was originally given so 
Yes. Unfortunately, if that's the kind of thing that you foresee, you shouldn't do a stop order. You should rather do the debit order. Unfortunately, time is not on my side. So I, I, have, to, I have to move on to, to the last question. Uh, and my question is, why can't you adjudicate on matters where the claim exceeds 2 million rand? It's the way we've been set up. We are working on uh, increasing that limit with yeah. another couple of million. Um, unfortunately, you know, they, they've, they've done this limit a few years ago. And five years ago, 2 million sounded like a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and so where do I go if I've got a claim that exceeds, uh, I've got a complaint that exceeds that? Then, it's a lawyer. Then, then you go then to I, Then to I can lawyers. afford a lawyer. You go to lawyers, you go to the regulators. Um, remembering that they try to set us up as a, as a body that mm-hmm. looks at disputes that are capable of easy resolution uh, in a quick manner. So I think the thinking is that if you're talking about 5 million or 10 million, this is not a quick, easy dispute yeah. that should be resolved quickly on paper, no evidence, no experts, um, and that should be outside our jurisdiction. Unfortunately, Rihanna, that's all the time we have. Uh, after making you wait, I feel so guilty. However, I can only tell you this much. You have to come back. I will definitely you have to, to come do back. that. I mean, we, we couldn't take any more calls, uh, but unfortunately, that's how it works. But it's been, it's been wonderful spending time with you and getting to learn more about what you do. Uh, Rihanna Stein, Ombudsman for Banking Services. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. We haven't we haven't even started. We haven't even started. Yes. Um, yes. I think if you can just give out our contact details. Oh, by the way, yes, so yes, that that that's a must. That's not even negotiable. Us, yeah. uh, how do people get hold of you? Okay, so they can e- email us yeah. with their problems, their stories, the whole thing, and we'll respond to that. Yeah. Some some of that we'll tell them this is a complaint. Fill in the form. Yeah. Others will give them an answer and say, well, you need to go. Yeah, there. What this is what you need to do. So they can email us at info at obssa.co.za. Okay. So we'll answer that. They can call us. We've got a call center. Very helpful people. 0860-800-900. Yeah. Easy enough. We repeat all those details on yes. our Facebook page. And we have a website. So mm-hmm. if they want to read more information, there's a lot of information on the website. And the complaint form itself, it can be downloaded. It can be completed online on the website. And then they can just press submit and we've got the complaint. So also, if they go to www.obssa.co.za, they'll find all the information there. Rihanna Stein, Bayadanki and Anjana McKenna. Bayadanki.